what's good everybody today we are doing a mailbag episode so would you flip bradley bill and could we flip bradley bill to portland for the number three and maybe a couple of players and what are the expectations for johnny davis and year two next on locked on wizards you are locked on wizards your daily washington wizards podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So we're going to do a mailbag, and we have a lot of good questions that we have plenty of time in all season to answer. So we're definitely going to chop it up. So a question coming in, and I'm trying to pull up the gentleman's name, but his question actually here's the crazy thing: we got this question from many viewers and listeners, and the question is, would could we make a move to get Portland's number three pick, knowing that Damian Lillard made comments saying he'd rather they shop the pick for veteran help and not try to to go you know the draft route? So what would it take E to get the number three pick, and could we pull it off? Um, I think the only thing that could get us the third pick of the draft is probably Bradley Bill. Uh, we don't have any other assets to really give up that would that would get the number three pick. And then there, there's the report that they're looking for an elite small forward. Um, that could be Mikel Bridges or Pascal Siakam. Or um, you look at the Celtics and the way they're playing. I mean, who knows? Jalen Brown might want out uh, since they're not playing too well. He might want a, a larger role. Uh, now, Bradley Bill, he did play small forward when we had Hollow Neto out there starting. We had Ish Smith starting at one point. Or no, it was Russ. It was Russ and Neto starting, and Brad had to play the three. And then uh, Scott Brooks had some wild lineups out there. Um, you know, Gaff was starting and or coming off the bench. I mean, we had some wild line- lineups where Brad did have to play the three, so he could be an elite small forward if he wanted to say that. But, um, yeah, that's the only way I can see it happening. That's the only way we could get the third pick and – Brad's salary is so high because, you know, looking at the NBA trade machine, um, he's making $46.7 million per year um, around that. Now, Anthony Simons would be the guy that would be attached to the pick because a lot of the reports are that Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Simons would be attached to that third pick of the draft, and they would send him to either the Nets or the Raptors. But for us, yeah, it would have to be Bradley Bill for Anthony Simons in that third pick of the draft. Um, and, and a third team may have to be involved. Uh, if it's just us two, then maybe like Simons. Simons is only making 24 million. So he's on a really, really good deal. So you have to attach a lot of salary just to get to Bradley Bill's number uh, to make the numbers work and to make the salaries match. You got Nasir Little, who's making $6 million. Yusuf Nurkic, who's making about 16. So 16 plus 24. My math isn't too great. Um, but you have, to, you have to add a couple guys. And I don't know if the Blazers are really willing to do that. Um, and then you may have to add a three, uh, another team just to make the numbers work. So. Um, but there was a report. Um, I think a guy uh, close to Brad, close to Damian Lillard, uh, said that the team was not interested in training for Bradley Bill. So I don't think it's I don't think it's very uh, likely that that happens. But and of course you can't forget about the no trade calls from Bradley Bill. Doesn't want to play with Damian Lillard and the Blazers. They already went that route with, with two guards and the CJ McCollum Damian Lillard duo, which it would be pretty pretty similar to that. Uh, if they brought Bradley Bill, so do they want to go that route again? They rather go with a small four. But if the Wizards want to rebuild and Bradley Bill actually decides to move on. Um, 
then I think that that could be a, a, a slight a slight possibility. But does does Brad want to play in Portland? Does he want to go to L.A. instead? Does he want to go play in Philly since James Harden wants to go to the Rockets? And then B reportedly wanted Bradley Bill. So I think I just don't see it happen. I would love to get Scoot Henderson if he falls. And because uh, right now a lot of mock drafts have the, the Hornets taking uh, Brandon Miller at pick two instead of Scoot Henderson because they already have LaMelo Ball. But who knows? Michael Jordan is the GM, so he may go against the grain. He might actually take Scoot. You know, he might just take BPA, best player available, and we'd be out of luck. And, and I mean, we wouldn't be out of luck because Brandon Miller's a darn good player too, but I'd rather have Scoot than Brandon Miller. And it's like, okay, what if the Hornets actually draft Scoot and you end up with Brandon Miller? And I would be happy with Brandon Miller, but I'd rather have Scoot to rebuild and start the franchise over. I feel like Scoot is more of a franchise guy. So you're kind of rolling the dice there with that. Um, so I, I just don't see it. I don't see it being likely, but that, that would be, it. that would be a, a way of it happening is Bradley Bill for Simons, the third pick and a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it would be tricky, man. I mean, at first glance, it's like, yeah, man, if we have an opportunity to get to the, you know, the third pick, but that, again, no trade clause, that contract makes it tricky. And, you know, from a Portland standpoint, do we, do they really want to invest all that money in that backcourt, especially the backcourt being an aging backcourt? I just don't see it happening. You know, in order for us to pull it off, because we were talking before the show, man, um, you know, Anfrey Simons would be one, but it would have to be a three-team trade, that, and they would have to move Nurkic, and we would have to move Daniel Gafford, which, I mean, is he an upgrade over Gaff? Yeah, but I don't really see it as a necessity. We don't really necessarily need to upgrade right now from Gaff. Um, so, yeah, it would be tricky, man. It would be tricky, but, man, wouldn't that be something – because it's just getting this on contract offices is not gonna be easy. It's just not because he gets paid more and more every year, and then no trade clause. He's not getting any younger. It's just you know, especially <laughs> talking about if he's gonna stay around for a rebuild. I mean, I think we're in it, man. <laughs> yeah, with that contract, I think we're in it. I don't think we're gonna rebuild anytime soon, unfortunately, and that's just my opinion. But you know, all arrows right now are pointing to running the back and trying to add pieces around this pre-existing core, but yeah, getting back to draft picks at the three, um, man, I, I, I think Charlotte's going to take Brandon Miller. I don't see Scoot and LaMelo Ball coexisting in the same backcourt because the concept of trying to have two points, especially two point guards who can create their own shot, you know, in the same backcourt, just, it hasn't been successful. I mean, it didn't work in Atlanta, you know, and you look in Dallas, I mean, Luca and, and I, I'd be, I'd be very surprised if Kyrie Irving comes back. So the concept of having two point guards, you know, so maybe, you know, Charlotte's flexible and tries to, you know, move the pick. But then, you know, looking at GMs, you know, no disrespect to MJ, man. But from an executive standpoint, <laughs> he ain't looking too good, man. So, you know, it, but getting back to that pick, that would be a dope pick for the Wizards because you can pick a player who can make an impact. But I still think that this draft is deep enough that, you know, you can still find guys who can alter your franchise at the eight. You know, and we're going to talk a lot about the draft. Obviously, we you know we talked about Anthony Black, you know, Cam Whitmore is a couple names. But so so getting back to this trade, I mean, it would be a nice trade because I, I don't want to say this, but we would kind of trade a burden, which is that contract is a burden, man. I mean, say, you know, hate him or love him. That contract is a burden to this franchise. And getting that contract off the books would be a big win. But that's the thing. His contract is so enormous, man, that he, they would have to send us two to three players just to match. And from an opposing GM standpoint, why strip my team for one guy? Why strip my team for one guy who, look, you know, he's a scorer, but his three-point shot is diminishing. And he's only got so many moves in his in his dribble game. And he's proven that he can't handle the ball in clutch time. 
So, I mean, again, you know, just there's so many reasons why his contract, I think he's here to stay because as he gets older, it's just going to be hard to move on. So, yeah, it would be a nice trade, but I just I don't see it happening because it will take so many pieces. And again, the question arises, why would Portland strip their team for Bradley Bill? Yeah, I think it, it would be weird. It would be questionable for them to, to trade the three, the third pick, in my opinion, for even Mikhail Bridges. I like Mikhail Bridges, but I don't think he's not going to push the Blazers over the top. Um, Pascal Siakam, I like him too. I think he's a good player, but I don't think he makes the Blazers um, better than a lot of teams in the Western Conference. He doesn't make them better than the Nuggets. Um, who else? I mean, the Lakers, they're 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 struggling right now. I don't think they're. I don't think they would be better than the Warriors. With Mikhail Bridges or Pascal Siakam, so and, and then the Blazers are in the same spot with Damian Lillard. Like Damian Lillard is once again a great player. Bradley Bill is a great player. Um, Dame, Damian Lillard is an All NBA caliber player, All Star, all that clutch. Dame time, I get that. But once again, as a number one guy, you can only go so far with him. And they already hit their peak, making it to the Western Conference Finals, losing to the Warriors. Um, just like when the Wizards, we hit our peak with John and Brad getting to the second round. Um, that CJ McCollum Dame duo, like they already hit their hit their peak, they hit their ceiling. So it's really time for them to blow it up. The Wizards and the Blazers are really in that same middle spot where they're still trying to build around this this one guy. They're both good players, but they're just not going to lead you to a championship. So they really should blow it up. But once again, Dame wants to be there. And he said he doesn't want to play with 19-year-olds. He wants to get a veteran, an all-star um, that can play next to him. So, I mean, the Nurkic thing, to your point, uh, getting him, he would be a tradable contract. He's making, what, $16 million per year. So that's not a bad contract at all. That's a, that's a pretty – um, tradable contract. Simons is a tradable contract too, but you, you might want to keep him because he's a really good young player. Scoot and Anthony Simons would be a fun backcourt to watch. Um, so I think the Wizards would be they would be a very competitive team with Scoot, Anthony, maybe Nurkic, and um, I don't I don't know if you keep Kuz, but Nurkic and KP would be interesting. But once again, the point of the trade is just really rebuilding and moving on from the contract of Bradley Bill. And you get a young player that you can really jumpstart your franchise with is Scoot Henderson. So, but I mean, like you said too, I think the Hornets will draft Brandon Miller, but uh, it's tough, man. Sometimes when that player, I just, I just believe in Scoot's future so much to the point where I would highly consider drafting. But him and Lamelo, yes, they would be an odd fit because Lamelo dominates the basketball, and Scoot dominates the basketball too. Yeah, it would. It's gonna be a wild draft, man. Because again, <laughs> you know, MJ just he doesn't have the highest marks for his draft game, so. <laughs> You know, so but we'll see, man. Because I, I I just think that Brandon Miller is more of a fit. But um, yeah, so no, I, to- I agree with you too on that because you know he's a small forward. Yeah, so he, he he would be he would be, he would be right next to Lamelo, Rozier, and um, Bridges. You know, if he if he comes back next year, we'll see what happens with that. But you know, stranger things that happen. You know, a lot of people didn't have Benchero going number one last year, so right. you know, stranger things have happened. So um, so you know, we're gonna move on to a question about Wes and what his future may lie and. Does Johnny Davis take that leap in year two? Before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. So buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater gigs near you. With killer deals and last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped. So I'm a, I'm a person, I go to games year-round. If I'm not going to Nats, O's games, I'm going to Commanders, Wizards. I just love my sports. So, you know, I've, I've tried every website out there Ticketmaster, seat geek but this one seems to be the one that fits me you know forget playing months in advance game time has deals and tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals and tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more game time guarantee means you always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section 
and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference oh man get images of your seat before you buy so you know what you're looking at buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps on your set tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through email so download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply and again create an account and redeem locked on nba for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and thank you for making locked on wizards your first listen every day every dayers tomorrow on the show we're going to chop it up and we are going to talk about cam woodmore that's right the dmv native from villanova who would be a really nice pick but let's get into it so this question is from a long time listener and watcher abel ambrosio and he asks if the wizards had to fire west who are some coaching candidates that were let go that you want to be the next head coach and what are some expectations for johnny davis in year two what do you think he um, so the people that are out there, I mean, Nick Nurse, um, Doc Rivers, I'm kind of questionable with him because in elimination games, he's lost a bunch. He's lost with the Sixers multiple times. Um, so I, I just I just don't know about Doc, to be honest right now. His track record hasn't looked good the past couple seasons. Uh, but Nick Nurse is intriguing. Um, Kenny Atkinson's available. I like him a lot. Um Emi Udoka got scooped up. I think they loafed on that one, to be honest. I thought I thought he would have been a good candidate, um, despite some of the off-the-court off things that, that transpired. I, the Rockets, I think they made a good decision hiring him. Um, Nate McMillan, uh, he got fired from the Hawks. He did go, he did just go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mike Budenholzer, who we talked about, we had a we had an episode about him getting fired. We talked about him. I mean, the guy was the one coach of the year. He did a great job with the Hawks. Just won the finals, what, two years ago? Literally two to three years ago. Um, multiple 50-win seasons, 60-win season with Giannis. And, I mean, he's he just has a decorated uh, resume. So, I mean, there's a lot of – there's some heavy hitters that are really are available out there. Um, so, I mean, there's some good candidates. That's why it's just fr- so frustrating at this point because they're keeping West when there's just a lot of, you know, big fishes out there. Um, some coaches with some really good track records that have won uh, championships and been to championships. So, um, yeah, it's intriguing. And there's still, there's still, it still reminds me of how we still don't have a GM. We haven't had any workouts yet reportedly by, um, I think Neil, Neil DeLaw said that they haven't had a workout yet. They haven't hosted a workout yet. Other teams are starting to do workouts. We haven't done that. So, you know, I mean, cause people talk about this and I'm getting off topic with the coaching thing, but and we'll talk about GM too, because we got to talk about some of the candidates. We got to catch up a little bit, but it is frustrating, you know, I know people say when we hire a GM, they're going to like their guys. They're going to know. But I still feel like there should be somebody in um, just getting the ball rolling, talking to guys and waiting on Bob Myers is just such a uh, uh, gamble. But to get back to Wes, I'll stop with GM stuff. To get back to Wes. <laughs> Preach. Yeah, yeah, those, those are the guys that are available, man. Um, like I said, I like Kenny Atkinson a lot. He's been available for the past couple of years. But, yeah, those are the guys I would look at. And then Johnny – um, it's going to be a slow, it's going to be a slow process with him, man. And like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with him next year. I like what I saw at the end of the year, but he had some bad games too. Me and Brandon, we went to the Rockets game where he shot like 10% from the three point line. He had a really rough game, but he had a couple good games down the stretch too. I think the heat game, he had a good game. So it shows some promise and some development confidence is key with him. How much playing time is going to get? He's going to be right behind Bradley bill. We definitely need his defense and his tenacity and his rebounding and, and just uh motor for sure. Got to improve on that shot. Got to improve on confidence. Got to improve on the ball handling. Just a lot of improvement areas for sure. Just as every young guy. But um, well, the question was expectations for Johnny. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I don't really have high expectations. I just want to see him develop and get better. I don't want to set any expectations, honestly, at this point. You know, I just want to see uh, a development each day and being more aggressive and be being ready to shoot the ball for one. Um, attacking more, just more. Stop passing up shots. He stopped doing that. So confidence is just so huge with Johnny. That'd just be the main thing for me, honestly. Yeah, I'm gonna start with Johnny, man, and I and I totally agree with you. His confidence is so key with Johnny Davis, but. Man, it, last year was weird because he just started out just straight garbage. I hate to say that, but <laughs> but the way you know he went to the G League, he you know he figured out the speed of the game. He went up against guys who either you know were high draft picks or who had played in the league before. He figured out the speed, you know he, and he improved. He really did. He improved and he looked pretty good in the second half or the last roughly the last ten games of the year. So so ah, man, I. I don't know. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that he's going to, he's going to work on his game because you saw a big improvement from Johnny Davis. You saw the work ethic. You saw the basketball IQ. You saw that he really worked on his game in the G league, you know, and he came back and he came, and he, 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 he uh, excuse me, he provided quality minutes for the wizards in his last 10 games. So I'm going to say this. I think, Hmm. I think he averages between seven to 10 points next year on the second unit. And I think that he's going to, his shot is going to be more consistent. I think he's going to take it. I'm not going to say he's going to, take a huge leap like all-star nah. but i think that he's gonna grow within the next couple of seasons into a really quality role guy now as far as his long-term picture i don't know you know he could make a leap i hope he does but you know for right now my expectation and your expectation is if he can develop into a really good role guy then i'm cool you know to come in do his job in the second unit you know show the defense improving the shot so, you know, I think that he does take a leap. You know, he gets more comfortable. The confidence shows, and he will take a small leap. And I think that his average will grow and his shooting averages will go up. Um, going to Wes, I mean, that's just, just – oh, that's crazy. I mean, all these coaches, and we have Wes himself. I mean, it's not, <laughs> I'm not trying to bash him, man, but let's be real here, man. I mean, you know, his MO coming over from Denver was defense. The defense has been trash. I, it's just been there's been issues. There's been locker room stuff here and there. You know, you know, it's just it's been two years where you really haven't seen much progress or progression as far as him and head coach. Now, I think a lot has to do with the fact that he has a link to the franchise You know, his name. You know, his dad. You know, I mean, you go through a lot of players and Wizards of Bullets history. But I mean, homie, he got an MVP and he won the only title we got. So, I mean, you know, his name is synonymous with probably the biggest figure in franchise history. And so and there's been a couple of ideas being floated around that suggested him going to a front office role, maybe a development role, because <laughs> I see. <laughs> but you know, maybe doing that and bringing somebody in. You know, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm not in favor of that. I mean, it, you know, if he's not working out a coach, why would I put him in, in charge of scouting? But that's just my thing about it. Um, coaches that I would like, though, in the hypotheticals. I mean, Monty Williams, um, Nate McMillan. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, you look at most of them. I mean, Budenhauser. Woo! Can you imagine Budenhauser in DC? That's, I mean, that's a, that's a good team. I mean, he's he's going to ask, he's going to get a lot out of his players. You know, Budenhauser gets a lot out of his players, and you know, you can definitely say that a lot of the development of Giannis, you could kind of attribute to him, man, because you know, Giannis coming in the league was very raw, man. You know, and so, you know, he, he's a coach that I would love in DC, but again, we got Wes. You know, he's here. And they're giving them more responsibility. So, unfortunately, this is, you know, they waited. They're waiting too long for a daggone GM. But then they, they like, five minutes in the offseason, they, they went ahead and just said, we're going to stick with Wes. So, 
questionable yes especially with the fact that we don't have a gm and i know i'm getting off topic but i'm with you it's frustrating because we're going towards the draft and long and behold we don't even i mean we haven't even worked anybody out it's just it's just, come on man you know so that, again that's a topic for another day um but before we move on we're going to talk about a past episode i did um hypotheticals about og Ananobi and jordan Poole that we haven't got E's perspective yet so we're going to go ahead and um, talk about could they fit in dc but before we do today's episode is brought to you by prize picks now prize picks has a new million dollar daily super flex promotion for the nba playoffs and the nba finals every day of the nba finals and the playoffs one prize picks user will win a chance of becoming a millionaire one entry place after 8 a.m eastern standard time will be randomly selected each day Whoever, whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payouts. Six correct picks get you a million dollars. Five gets you 80000 Four, 16000 Full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million-dollar entry. And once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal, and you can be the lucky winner. How does it work, though? How does prize picks work? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they go smore, more or less than a prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on the injury. That's why 25 times your money. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Is that easy, Saf? Oh, <laughs> Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in 30 states and Canada. Our neighbors to the north. And download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 hundred dollars so before we roll uh past episode uh i kind of i did my take on could jordan pool and or and or og unanobi fit in dc so and then we never got your size so e um obviously jordan pool um you know we're waiting on bob myers but you know he he's been synonymous with you know golden state doesn't know um if they're gonna run it back uh, what you know what the future lies for the big three in Golden State, but one name that has not been mentioned is part of the future plans is Jordan Poole. And OG Nanomba, his name has been kind of put out there as a potential trade piece for the Toronto Raptors. So, you know, looking at what both of these players provide, do you think either one of them can be a, a fit in DC? Uh, <clears throat> OG Ananobi, yes, for sure. If they're still trying to win, um, if you're trying to rebuild, I think the Jordan Poole trade is the trade that you're trying to make. Um, I know the Warriors reportedly had interest in Bradley Bill when they had that seventh pick and the 14th pick that ended up being Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. Um, and they were going to give up um, possibly Wiggins or, or Jordan Poole. Um, if you're trying to win, I don't see Jordan Poole coming here and, and pushing this team to the playoffs at all. That would be a rebuild move. Bradley Bill requesting a trade to the Warriors and waiving the no trade clause. Uh, I like Jordan Poole's game. I'm a big fan of him. I love how he can get buckets, how he can cook. Um, he's a great six man off the bench score. He had a, a hit a really bad playoffs, uh, some immaturity. I just think the fight, the, the, he didn't even really fight Draymond. It was a one-sided thing because Draymond punched him. He didn't get a punch in or anything like that. I do think that that mentally affected him this season. Um, I do think that mentally affected him in the playoffs. You saw him on the sidelines kind of going back and forth with coaches as well. Uh, you see Steph Curry trying to talk to him and he kind of brushes him off time from time to time. So, um, 
definitely wasn't a good situation for him this year. And he's not, he's not innocent. He's at fault as well in some of it too. Um, but somebody punching in the face like that, it can certainly affect you for sure. Um, so there, there definitely was some bad blood, but as a player, I think he's a good player. I think he's a great player uh, to be picked 28 for in the first round to be such a late pick and play the way, play the way he has. He's been an awesome player uh, for where he's been picked. And I, I think, I think he's a really good a three, a three level scorer for sure. And he can really uh, pass the ball and can score decision-making is questionable, but I, I, I'm a big fan of his game. I really am. But as far if you're trying to win, no, but if you're trying to rebuild and just move off with Brad, he really wants to go to Golden State, go to Golden State, and then sure, you bring for Jordan Poole. But OG Ananobi, if you're trying to win now, he would be the perfect three and D guy for the Wizards. He can shoot. Um, I want to say he made an all uh, defensive team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm gonna look that up. Jordan Poole is making 27 million per year. It's gonna go up to 31. In the last year of his contract, it's gonna go up to 34. So he's a pretty good, con- pretty big contract as well. Um, and the Warriors basically are they're they're gonna move on from him. They are. There's not a question about it. Um, yeah, OJ Ananobi led the league in steals this year. He was all defensive team as well. So, I mean, they need a 3 and D guy. And he can shoot the three, uh, 38% from the three-point line, 83% from the free throw line, 60 points a game, uh, five boards, two assists. He would be perfect if there was a way they could keep uh, – if they could have Brad, OG, Kuz, and Porzingis, then you're cooking with fire. That's actually – that's a playoff team. I don't know if they make it to the second round, but they certainly made the playoffs. And – you find a point guard. It doesn't have to be an elite point guard, but if you have a, a solid point guard with Brad, OG, Kuz, and Porzingis, um, you're cooking with fire there. I think I think you you make the playoffs. I think you can make a seventh seed or maybe even a sixth seed of these. Oh man, with OG, you definitely cooking with grease. I mean, I'm saying like <laughs> you definitely that's definitely a playoff team. But like you said, it depends again on direction because right now <laughs> we we don't. There's a lot of unknowns right now. Those franchise right. Like, we don't have a GM. We really don't have a clear direction. Like, it hasn't been official, this is what we're doing. You know, because still, you know, KP and Kuz haven't re-signed. So, they're still, you know, depending on whether they're going to match. And pretty much both of them are going to decline their player options. But it's just, we don't know what we're going to do. Like you said, if we're rebuilding, yeah, absolutely. You run Jordan Poole with a young squad and you see what they can do. And go from there. I, you know, I like his game too. I like his attitude, man. Anytime you can rile up Draymond, man, it tells me something about you. I'm saying, <laughs> and he can take a punch a little bit. I'm saying, you know, so he has a little dog in him, you know, but you know, obviously you get punched in the head. It's, it's going to change your mind frame a little bit. So it definitely changed my frame, but um, I like his game. I do. I like the dog in him. Now, OG, he would definitely elevate us, but here's the thing. I mean, I don't know if they're going to move him. I mean, I think they're going to try to clear up the log jam at the four because I don't think Siakam's in at the five and Scotty Barnes. I know he can kind of play the four to three, they're gonna, I think they're gonna run it with OG and Scotty Barnes. I think Siakam's probably gonna be the guy to get moved in Toronto. So, but OG would oh man, he would definitely come in and he would, I mean, defensively, this three-point shooting, you know, he's starting to become more of a you know, put the ball on the floor. He, you know, he's working on his game. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Ananobi too. So yeah, depending on the I'm with you, you know, with the direction if you're competing, OG, if you're rebuilding Jordan, Jordan Poole. Now, if you're able to find a way to bring Jordan Poole here and be a six man. You know, I'm not against that the second unit, but then, you know, obviously we have so many guards already. So, yeah, they're intriguing. But again, you know, we're going to see a lot of, you know, prospective trades and moves. But the, here's the most frustrating part before we move on, man, is that we don't even have a GM. It's, it's tough to really, you know, and, and, we, and we're trying to give you all the answers, man. But it's just hard because, you know, from this, you know, analytical part of it, we we, we can't predict because we, you know, we, there's not even a GM 
that dictates a direction. So we don't know whether, you know, this guy or this guy can fit because we don't know what the direction is. And that's the frustrating part right now about reporting on the teams that, you know, we, we just, we don't have a leadership right now in the front office. And it's just so questionable that you're going to put all your eggs in one basket and wait on Bob Myers, man. I, it's just, it's, it's so questionable because right now you need to be working people out. And I know we get off topic, but let's go ahead and roll real quick on it. I mean, it's, 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 it's just abysmal, man. I mean, no workouts. We're not looking at anybody. I just, you know, so uh, before we roll, man, uh, you got anything else you want to cover real quickie? No, we can uh, definitely get ready for tomorrow. I think this was, a, this was a good episode. It was a fun episode. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. Every day is tomorrow. We're going to chop it up and grade and talk about Cam Whitmore. That's right. He is from the DMV and he grew up a Wizards fan. But his skill set coming out of Villanova is much needed in D.C. So we're going to talk about it tomorrow. And again, appreciate y'all. Um, we're getting close to the draft, so we're going to do a lot of draft content and offseason obviously leading up to um offseason we're going to talk a lot about potential moves so definitely tune in you know kick it with us this offseason because it's going to be fun so again appreciate y'all hail to the wizards and hey